Hey all, welcome to our podcast from OK to KO, following our journey from an OK life to a knockout life. Every Sunday after breakfast, we'll be sitting down and having a chat and publishing it as a podcast, and we hope you enjoy. Morning, Kira. Hello. How are you doing? I'm very well, Ollie. How are you? Yeah, good. How's your week this week? Oh, gosh, like a flash. It did go fast. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, the last two weeks I found that actually. I've been a bit like shocked when I've realised that it's Saturday again. Is it? I know what, it's Sunday today, but I mean when the weekends come. What's the reason? Why is stuff going so fast? Um, I guess because I feel like I've got a lot to do and I'm enjoying doing it. Wow. Is that, is that flow? Have you found a state of flow? I don't know. You know, you know what a flow is. I know like, what yeah. you mean. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's not as fluid as that. There's probably moments, okay. like a few hours, and yeah. then like within each day, I might have moments of it. Mm-hmm. But I definitely feel more driven and motivated. Awesome. How about you? Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Had some. I think you're right. I think weeks are going fast, and sadly. It looks like we may be going back into a national lockdown in the UK. And I found, I don't know about you, I found the lockdown weeks went really fast as well. Oh, yeah. Because you can't really differentiate between a weekday and a, I mean, and a weekend. Fortunately, we do this every Sunday, which kind of marks yeah. Sunday. Yeah. But, um, like, yeah, when it's lockdown, it's very hard to differentiate between a day and a, a Saturday and a Friday. How would your life change if you had lockdown, though? Um, it depends if I was, if I, if I'm still able to go to our office, then it probably won't change much, but I won't be able to go and see clients and stuff, I guess. And yeah, a bit different that way. Yeah. Not as much as I think it would with other people. No, that's definitely true. That's definitely true. But I think when you first went into lockdown, you had that, uh, differentiation because you were still working in an office prior to that. That's true. Yeah, it's true. Um, so What's the topic of conversation today? Today, we are talking about abundance and scarcity. Okay, interesting. So these are topics that I'm sure anyone who is on the path of working for themselves and cultivating a lifestyle that they want has heard, because these words are used a lot. Abundance is well in. Well in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is though. I think, it, did, it, did it come from, um, did abundance sort of, come from the secret i think it's to do with spirituality yeah but do you it, is it not that you do you not trace is is abundance not linked to the secret in some way yeah because i, I think i think all of that's connected in terms of i haven't read the secret by the way i haven't either but i kind of know what it's about uh, law of attraction right yeah law of attraction is all about i think visualization abundance yeah yeah, yeah. i guess what i'm i guess what i'm asking is is a is abundance like a trendy term right now? Or is it something that's been sort of present for a long time and I'm just coming used to getting used to I hearing think about the latter. it? Yeah? Mm, maybe. I think it's probably used more <clears throat> maybe a mixture of the both, mm-hmm. in terms of it's used more we see it more. It's hard to know because we weren't looking at the same content a few years ago as we're looking at now. Yeah. But it's definitely used by a lot of people, but I think in terms of the concepts sets themselves they yeah. go back a long time so what so sure, explain the abundance then 
abundance is having an abundant source of something of knowing that there is well abundance and scarcity are opposites yeah um abundance is when there is um always like a full amount not full amount but uh I don't know how to explain it without saying <laughs> abundant. Yeah, I was always taught. I was always taught for a young age when you're trying to define a word, don't use the word in a definition. Yeah, <laughs> abundance when you've got an abundant source. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like that's like English grammar 101. Or I only know how to describe it by its opposite, so there isn't a lack, which is scarcity. <clears throat> so scarcity is when there is a lack of something. There's not something around. Something much. scarce, right? <laughs> <laughs> How would you describe them then? <laughs> oh God, I really wish I'd had a, a good explanation. Well, no, abundance is... <laughs> <laughs> this is impossible. <laughs> abundance when there's, there's a lot of something. And, okay. and, and I think, is it, is it potentially when, <laughs> when there's an infinite source of something? I think so. Is it like there is literally an infinite source of something? So an abundance of wealth, for example, dictates that there is an infinite source of wealth which is available to you. Yeah, because it means that if things are always abundant, so I don't think, I don't think abundant in itself means infinite. No. But if there's an abundance now, yes. then, and there's an abundance in a week, yeah. the, the amount of stuff may have gone up. But if, you, if you're always going to be abundant, you will always have enough. So you don't need to uh, worry about whether there is an infinite or finite source of things. Because there will always be more than you need. And yeah. that's all you need to know. That's, that's, I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it. Abundance is... You're, it means that the amount there is, it's in, it's, you're incapable of using up all that resource yourself. Yes. As a person. Now, as a side note, as everyone listening can probably tell, we don't plan these episodes meticulously. <laughs> they are more of a collaborative chat slash brainstorm. So... Forgive our, uh, our struggling to find a definition there. But I think you nailed it. I think that's exactly right. It's like, don't worry about how much there is because you'll never be able to use it up. Yeah, we were actually talking <laughs> about this a little bit earlier. Yeah. Uh, and the idea that... So say, say the thing that you're worried about is money. Yes. Um, the reality is, as an individual, you are not going to deplete the world's source like the world's amount of money the universe's amount of money right so mm -hmm. you don't need to worry about you're never going to reach the outer edges yes exactly or the outer or limits even, you're probably not even going to reach the outer edge of the very tight inner circle yeah yeah exactly like it's just not possible and when you think of it that way you're like well of course there's no way that the, the, yeah. the world's going to not have enough money for me like yeah, it's going to exactly. run out of money for me yeah so maybe that's an easier way of i think that is i think that's a great way of framing it, it. but so um what is the value of understanding that? Uh, mindset. Okay. So if you have, so a glass of water. Oh yeah. Is a good way of understanding abundance and scarcity. A half filled glass of water. A half, half, how do you say it without being a neutral way? Filled. Mm, but that sounds positive. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, with half its quantity taken up. Oh, but then it could be... <laughs> <laughs> when the water is up, 
it, when the water is in the middle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, we all know that analogy of like, is a glass half empty, is a glass half full? And yeah. that is essentially abundance and scarcity, in my understanding, mm. is if you're someone who looks at that glass and says, oh, wow, that glass of water is half full. I've got, mm, I can save the rest of that water and enjoy it. That's great. I've still got loads left. Mm. Or if you look at that glass and go, oh my gosh, I've only got half left. I don't have any other, uh, any other water. Conserve, yeah. Yeah. How does each of those ways of thinking affect the way in which you enjoy the rest of your water? Are you enjoying it going, oh, this is great. Mm. I've got loads of water. True. Or going, oh my gosh, I'm going to be so thirsty after this. The same amount of water. And obviously, yes, there's variables of how you're feeling that day and how thirsty you are and so on. Mm-hmm. But if we're just making it very, very simple, um, essentially the way that you think about it affects your behavior and it affects the way you feel. So even though you have the same amount of water, when you look at that water and genuinely see it's half the glass and you see it's half full, you feel like you have enough. You feel better. Yeah. And if you genuinely look at it and go, there's not enough there, it's half empty, you feel different. You feel like there is a lack. And this is without doing the thought experiment. This is just when you're genuinely in those moments. Yeah. Um, your experience changes. So if you can apply that in your life, I think it works on a dualistic level of when you, of the feeling you actually get from that more abundant approach is that you start to feel more full than that links to gratitude. Okay. And you start to actually enjoy and savor more. Whereas it's hard to savor something when you're thinking about when's the next thing gonna come. When am I going to find more water? When is the like when the glass is empty? It's yeah. harder to savor it and be in the moment of enjoyment okay. because you're worried about the the lack of. So there's that sense of it, but also the other sense of it affecting your behavior. But so it just to clarify that for me because when I listen to you saying that, it kind of makes me think that we should just say our glass has half full. Let's appreciate what we have, mm-hmm. and we don't need to go and search for more. Mm-hmm. But isn't that the opposite of the idea of abundance? Abundance is about realizing there's so much in the world that we can all share. Yeah. And you should go out there and try and get some of it. Yeah. So I think that's such a good point because I think what can happen is you can think, oh, there's an abundance, so therefore I will be passive. Mm. And it will come to me. But there might be, I'm making this up on the spot. Well, that's what this is all about. (laughs) There might be a well outside, right? <laughs> oh no, well you make up an analogy on this spot. Oh yeah. Oh gosh, that's dangerous. <laughs> there might be a well outside, full of water, Yeah. right? And if you don't go outside, right, okay. you're not going to find that water. So it's not saying that because there's an abundance, therefore I'm not, I'm going to have an inactive life. Yeah. You can, it's, I think you have to be active, proactive alongside this belief Mm. that there is enough Mm. for you, which is also really helpful in terms of risk-taking, in terms of doing your own business or anything like that. When you go, okay, I'm going to work really hard and I believe that there's enough out there to make this work for me. Exactly. And instead of that being a reason to not do any work, that can be your springboard into getting into action of like, yeah, I I will work because it can, I can make this happen. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. And, and, And the way I look at this, like, I think the way my mind works is uh, some, I, love, I love theory, I love concepts, I love uh, spirituality in a way, and I love, yeah, the theory about it. 
but I have to ground it somewhere in reality. And for me, abundance is super practical and just super literal. Like there literally is so much out there for you that you shouldn't worry about it. And like, and I, I, I can relate this exactly to my work in that one of the, the biggest challenges I have with my clients is teaching them that you must be a specialist. You must pick a very specific niche, target a person you want to serve and a problem you want to help them with and just become a real expert in that. Mm. And it will make your whole life and your business much more enjoyable and much easier. Mm. Now, they always resist it. I'd say 90% of people resist it on the basis that there's three main reasons. But one of the main reasons is that there's not enough out there. If we do that, we're cutting off 90% of our possibility. So I have to convince them about the idea of abundance. And the way I do that is to explain that there are about 500,000 agencies in the world and there are 400 million SMEs in the world, which means that even if every agency shared out the, the clients between them, there's 800 clients per agency, which is, by the way, a hell of a lot more than enough. You'd never be able to go through 800 clients in a, it's, a, it's an abundant amount of clients, right? So I'm super invested in this idea of abundance because I see the, the uh, negativity associated with scarcity mm. and I see the mindset of we cannot niche down we cannot be an expert because we'll cut off all of our um, potential clients that scarcity thinking the result then is not no clients they get clients the result is lukewarm clients it's not very good clients it's clients that they don't really know much about so they don't do as good a job of and they're operating in an area they're not an expert in so it's not like the scarcity is a direct result that you don't have as much it's mediocre results. So that's interesting because then it starts to become self-fulfilling. 100%. So, it, which is the funny, because it's like, how can a mindset change so true, everything? Yeah. Like, how, I, I can't grasp that. But what you're talking about in these very tangible examples is that the mindset affects the what you do with your business, the way you construct your beliefs based on whether you believe there's an abundance source or a scarcity. And then if you end up putting something out which is way too broad, hmm. then you get back this response of yes, some clients, <laughs> exactly. but none of them are that interested, which propels or compels this idea of scarcity. Because you're like, see, yeah. it is really hard. And, and even you, when we get them, we still have to really convince them. And your offer is poor because you can't talk the, you can't talk the talk with them. Whereas if you do the other way where you niche down and go, I believe that there are enough people who like this specific thing. Yeah that I'm gonna put that out there and then those people, you get this amazing warm yeah. feedback and they really wanna be a part of what you're doing. Definitely. Then again, that um, is affirmation yes, that, that exactly. abundance is working. So true. That I, I look at it on three levels. It's like um, insight, choices and results, right? Insight. So if you choices, have the good, if your insight is scarcity, you're gonna make bad choices, you're gonna get mediocre results. If your insight is, oh, there's abundance out there, I reckon you'll make better choices and you'll get better results. Yeah. Those three levels, but it all starts with the insight and the, the mentality, the mindset you approach something with. I think also the way that you, your insight area, if you approach something with scarcity, it changes the way that you think about your entire product. So talking about a business kind of setting. So because you want to appeal to everyone, yeah. it means that you end up losing a little bit of your own identity, what you think is actually good, what you think is actually important, 
because you're just trying oh, okay. to people please. You're trying to fit into the market. Yeah, you're trying to fit in and you're trying to people please. And that, yeah, you're not refining what it is that you're doing and you're potentially not putting out the best thing that you could put out because you're trying to chase something all the time. You're not yeah. bringing something to you because yeah. you've got a clear identity yeah. of what it is that you want you want to do. I think that it, um, yeah, I, I think a relationship is quite a good way to think of it. Yeah. You know, um, when people talk about the I, that, that thing of like, oh, when you're really, really ready and you really want a relationship, there's no one, right? No one's interested. <laughs> it's so true. And then when you're like, you know what, I'm good. <laughs> suddenly you get all this interest and yeah. you hear this and then it happens to you and you're like how what is that right what was different and i think it is i i we call it that sense of desperation you know that people can sense off of you even though you don't feel like you're acting any different that's so true but i think it is a abundant scarcity thing again when you really really want a relationship yeah you're like um also not as refined about what you want from the other partner mm -hmm. because you just want a partner yeah. Right. So it's not. They're probably getting that sense of a view of like, will you fit? Will you like me? I'll just fit in with you, kind yeah. of thing. Whereas when you're good, people come to you. There's this abundant source because you're like, I'm not looking to fit in with your idea now. This is what I want, which is like niching down. Yeah. Exactly. This is yeah. me. <laughs> niching um, down in relationships. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of <laughs> niching down is basically not trying to people please. I guess so. It's like saying what I actually think is good. I, that's the way I see it. Yeah. Anyway, it's an opportunity to say, what do I think is really good? What do I really want to put into the world? And I'm yeah. going to be specific with that as I can. And yeah, and then the relationship thing, I think it's the same. You're, you start to accept who you are. Yeah. And suddenly people are like, ah, oh, that's cool. Okay. So, and I, I, you know, I don't need to be sold on this idea of abundance. I think, I think, um, I think... I was a bit, I've gone, I've gone warmer to the idea of it recently in the last year or so. Um, but let me challenge you a little bit because what about people that really um, are struggling, mm -hmm. that don't have that much? Mm -hmm. It might be quite hard to tell people, um, no, you have to believe in the abundance when mm -hmm. they've lived a life when they have had scarcity mm -hmm. their whole life. And worse than that, their parents have given them the mindset that scarcity is real, mm -hmm. that abundance is false. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with that? And how do you talk to that sort of person? Man, that's such an interesting question. Um, and I think that has to be spoken about when you talk about abundance and yeah. scarcity, because it's just not realistic to say, oh, let's talk about this theory and completely not bring into conversation actual, like, real lives yeah. of people. And I can't, I mean, we're not authorities, on this right yeah. um my feeling is that i don't know i mean from our kind of small segment of life that we've experienced just even just being in the uk yeah like of course there's opportunities that are presented to some people and not to others Definitely, that's just the truth um and it's not fair and it's not nice um but yeah it's what happens. But I also do think that you can still be in a mindset, mm -hmm. which is a scarcity one. And I think it's, I think scarcity mindset comes from being stung, right? Comes from oh, yeah. 
actually having had that experience. I mean, I did not have an abundance mindset at all. I've had like a real scarcity mindset with money in particular mm -hmm. until like I'm like working on it. Yeah. Right. Really actively trying to, and I feel a difference in it. But I, yeah, it comes from evidence, and it comes from the way that the people around you have lived, or the the conversations that you're hearing. But I do still believe that it's not lying to yourself. But if you start to see, look for the opportunity, rather than only looking at the evidence of doors closing, of another of how hard things yeah. are, yeah. I think changes can start to happen. And it's really hard. Sometimes you don't even know you're doing that. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes, you know, have you ever had that experience where you feel like everything is shut? You can't see a way to change your situation at all, complete stagnation. And someone else will come in and they have this different energy and they're like this, this and this. And you're like, yeah. what, what, where did that, was that in front of me all the time? Mm -hmm. And I just... I couldn't see it um, and that does happen sometimes and those things have been in front of you it's just you haven't believed that, yeah. that you could walk through those doors you thought oh no life is it won't happen it won't work out which sometimes yeah. stops you from even taking action so going back to your point about not taking action I think abundance helps <laughs> you to take action yeah because if you believe there's a scarcity what's gonna what's gonna motivate you such a good point I think um, I think there's two two things. I think I you know I, I make no uh, mistake. Uh, I was very lucky with my upbringing, and um, of course we had serious issues in our family. But at the same time, we were very lucky, right? Mm -hmm. So I can't really put myself in the shoes of someone that has experienced extreme scarcity on on a large I'm, scale. I I'm with you. Um, so what I would say is. Anyone that feels in a scarcity mindset, first of all, you can't turn it off straight away. You just have to surround yourself by people that do have an abundance mindset and try to like bear with them. <laughs> because I imagine if you're, if you're in a scarcity mindset and all of a sudden all these people around you are talking in this, this abundance talk, mm. I reckon that could be unbearable, mm -hmm. personally. Yeah. But in terms of tactical thing, I think I also have fallen into the, the um, trap of scarcity on numerous occasions. And I tell you one thing which will shoot scarcity dead is when you start taking ownership of how you earn money for yourself. So if you are in a nine to five job employed by someone, that situation is literally set up perfectly to indoctrinate you into the truth of scarcity. Because you can't, you, if it great, you have a great year, you might get an incremental pay rise. Why would you get an incremental pay rise? Because look around you, we've got to spend, we've got to pay all these people. Oh, There's only so much to go around. Oh my gosh, that's such a good point. It's literally a scarcity mindset. Whereas as soon as you step out and you start earning money yourself, you're like, hold on, I made these two sales today. If I did that every day, oh my God, mm. I'd make six figures this year. Mm. And it's just like, that wasn't that hard. I probably won't be able to do it every day, but it wasn't that hard. And you gave yourself a pay rise in like a second. Yeah. Right? So I think... If, if you're struggling with scarcity mindset, I think really try, and I hate this word, but try to set up a little side hustle. Try to start earning a little bit of money on the side yourself, which you have control of. And you can see a direct proportion between the amount of effort you put in and the amount of money you make back, rather than just sticking with your nine to five. Don't, obviously don't quit the nine to five now. That's not the point. But I think 
to really help harness that abundance mindset, you need to feel it and you feel it by earning money for yourself. I think also on top of that, uh, I think giving yourself the best chance if you try something new, because I've definitely tried ventures before and I haven't invested in myself or what the venture is yeah. because even though I was trying something new, I was like, oh no, I want to save money there because otherwise like, I don't want to spend that. I don't want to put the risk up because I, I did. Yeah. There was a scarcity mindset. Did I? Maybe I didn't think I was really going to sell that much, yeah. so I wasn't going to be able to recoup it. Yeah. So there was this fear kind of pushing forward, and things just didn't move forward, and it became so hard. Yeah. And then after so many years of that, you're like, wow, I am just really bad at this, <laughs> and this is so so hard. So I think it's really important. Now I think it's important to give yourself the best chance. Um, because when you're doing that, one, you're making yourself look more professional, mm -hmm. whether it's like, I, I don't know I, what the particulars are, but it makes yourself feel and look more professional, which makes you embody that business more yeah. in a professional way. It looks better to the other people, but also you're telling yourself implicitly, I believe I'm going to make this map back and more because Completely I'm investing agree. it in myself. I so it's like right. what you're consciously and unconsciously telling yourself in the abundance thing as well, which is not, not so obvious. Um, so give yourself the best chance. I think that's a really good point. So I think if you could look at the correlation between like belief in abundance correlates highly with confidence in your ability to get results, which correlates highly with commitment that you put in, which correlates highly with the results you get. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just flow those things all flow together and it's mm. not that i made it sound very simplistic there it's not that simple but it definitely needs it's needed for they are connected and we yeah. talk about these things often as if they're completely separate yeah you know like we've touched on this before uh, uh, motivation and then realizing me realizing that actually lack of motivation is down to a lack of belief yeah. and i hadn't connected the two yeah um so sometimes it's something else that you might need to say say I'm not really believing in myself yeah. or I'm not yeah I guess that's what it is it's linked it's very much linked your ability to believe in abundance is linked to your ability to believe that you can access some of it yeah because it's one thing it being there mm -hmm. it's the other thing your ability to get in there and take it mm -hmm. I tell you maybe the belief in abundance is the first step mm. because you can't believe in your ability to succeed to succeed whilst also thinking there's nothing out there for me to get mm -hmm. so abundance comes first then your ability to revel in the abundance comes second. Yeah. And I'm not, um, like, even, like, receiving, like, what I, you know, that much in terms of, like, it's not like I'm at the point in my business where I'm like, whoa, I'm making so much money. Like, it's abundance thing. Really <laughs> Kira, actually, Kira actually has cash baths every Friday night. It's weird. Like, I'm not there <laughs> at all. At all. But my mindset has definitely changed. And I'm starting to get by. So just to kind of like, kind of put a bit of con yeah. Yeah, context on it. It's not, I'm starting to, and, and that for me is a huge change yeah. from where I was before. I was going to say, I'd, I'd definitely push you a bit more on that and saying, you know, fine. It may be like um, just tapping the surface of what you want to achieve. But I mean, the transformation has been insane. Mm. It's been incredible. Mm. And I think it's, directly linked to your ability to look at the, your relationship with money, the way you look at it, the way you believe in your ability to make it, mm -hmm. and therefore your confidence to ask for it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking out all the emotional 
uh, association with money is a big thing. Definitely. It's a big block. But so do you think the, like, this idea of abundance has helped you on that transformation journey? Yes. Um, so it's something that I've... It's, I think I first, when I first heard the word, um, it was kind of like, well, that would be great. <laughs> that would be great <laughs> if that worked. God, well, yeah, I'd, lo I'd love that. So, but you don't believe it, right? It's like someone tells you something yeah. and you, you don't believe it immediately. Yeah. Um, but then I've like tried to, obviously because I want, would, wanted that to work, um, I have like been interested in learning a little bit more about it. I don't know tons about it at all. No. Um, and I do think that maybe it's, Yes, I think I think for me the biggest thing I can see is in the abundance mindset is one that you're just happier, more yeah, content. Yeah. Like I feel like so much more content in my life, you know, and like maybe that's down to other factors as well. But I don't think my that helps. I think. Yeah, I mean Ollie's breakfast is <laughs> real good. But yeah, I think I think it changes the way that you, you look at your life, your appreciation for things mm -hmm. that you do have. Um, and also, which we haven't spoken about as much today, is the, is the opposite, is the scarcity. True. I think it it's really, um, on the other level, I can see how damaging <laughs> the scarcity mindset is, how much of a prison that can be. And it yeah. might not be the only factor yeah. in, but if it, for me anyway, it definitely clearly changed my behaviour. And maybe it's not so obvious with other people, but I would get, if I was going to, if I believed there's scarcity for something, if it was going for an audition or asking for money or whatever that thing is, I couldn't be me. I couldn't be myself because yeah. I'd just be so scared and so desperate and so needy and obviously not, I didn't think it was that obvious, but I wasn't like my calm self. And I think yeah. this mindset allows you to just be yourself. I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think I can pretty much track uh, the three emotions that follow directly after a thought of scarcity for me. And the first is a mixture of panic, stress, anxiety, right? So the, I, I, this, the idea of scarcity enters my mind, followed quickly by panic and stress. Then immediately afterwards follows a lack of confidence, mm. right? So it's like, oh my God, what am I going to do about this? Then the confidence thing, I'm not able to do anything about this. And then swiftly followed by depression. Mm. So it's like scarcity mindset, stress, panic, drop in confidence, depression, which mm. is just basically, oh, well, this is just the way it is, mm. right? And if you look at that cycle, it's like, even if someone, a scientist came up to me and said, no, no, scarcity is real. <laughs> I would have to say, that may be the case, Mr. Scientist, but I'm going to choose to ignore that because it's not going to do me any good. Yeah, because the, the, <laughs> the psychological path it takes me on exactly. is really not helpful super with my productivity. 100%. Yeah. And it's, productivity, happiness, confidence, everything. Because when you get to that final stage of when you start to feel low yeah. about the scarcity, what happens when you feel low is you ruminate. And yeah. you ruminate on that same thing over and over and over again and play it over in your mind, which means you're not doing. You're not doing anything. You're not taking exactly. any action. Whereas when you think, Which means you're not going to step outside and find the world, right? You're not going to step outside and find the world because you're inside thinking, oh my gosh. We made it work. I, I finished. We made the analogy work. Yes. <laughs> I think I finished my water. What will I do? I have no water. Yeah, Whereas exactly. someone who's thinking abundance, like, great, let me get some more. <laughs> yeah. So it just and that's that actually I think is the nail on the head, mm. actually, because it's 
in, in that analogy, the water was always there. Yeah. But the scarcity puts you into a place of inaction. Yeah. And that's what scarcity does. And abundance puts you into a place of action. So whether or not there is scarcity or abundance, mm. is it puts you into a place of inaction or action. Because actually, it's actually, that's actually exactly right. Because when you look at it that way, scarcity and abundance are not at all relating to the amount of stuff that actually is out there. It's just relating to how you're going to access it. Yeah. The amount of stuff is out there is not influenced by how we frame it. It doesn't change. The amount of wealth in the world does not go down if I say it's a scarce, scarce world or an abundant world. It doesn't go up. The amount of wealth in the world is the same. Whether we think it's abundant or not doesn't influence it. What it influences is our ability to go and access it. Mm -hmm. And also the focus shifts when you're in a doing frame of mind. Yeah. You're not thinking about all the abundance or the stuff that's going to come to you. You're just thinking about the task, right? Okay. Do you see what I mean? Like if, you're, if you think there's an abundance of water... You're probably not going to the well thinking, oh my gosh, all the water. You're probably thinking, oh, I'm just going to go and get the water. Like, it's just easy. Yeah, okay. I'm going to get the water because I don't need to, There's more water after this, right? I don't need to hoard it. Yeah, I don't need to... That's all I fixate on. Whereas when it's scarcity, that's it's all amount. you fixate, mm. fixate on is that. Which is why I think, looking back in my life, I can see it, it stopped me from being myself because I couldn't just get on with the task because mm. I'd be so fixated on the result. Yeah. I definitely feel like I know more about abundance than I did like 33 minutes ago. <laughs> Which is quite amazing. What do you think? I think it's a really powerful, helpful way to frame things, to think about things. Um, and I think it's worth thinking about a bit because I think the first time you hear it, you're like, wait, what? So, okay. That sounds way too simple. That's a good point. So imagine this is the first time someone's heard it. Yeah. What do they do? Like, how do they get, have you got any, like, reading materials or, like... Not really. Would you, would you just say, like, how do you go and start cultivating this mindset? Well, I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, I have watched a few YouTube videos, watched a few documentaries on Netflix yep. um, to do more on the spirituality side. I tell you who's good on abundance. Who? Um... Deepak Chopra. Deepak Chopra, that's what I knew you were going to say. I did a meditation, that 21-day yeah. meditation I did, which is actually all about abundance with money, which is really interesting because I was doing it um, because I was interested in meditation and yeah. and having that in a daily practice. And it has so happened to be about money and there were some days which were much more focused on it and I found it so uncomfortable. And I think mm. I wasn't the only one because it's like, why is meditation and what? why is this... Why is money even in the same topic as this? Because money is bad. Meditation is good. Like, <laughs> why is this such... It's kind of interesting to see how deep-seated those sure. feelings are, which could be blocking you. What I find interesting about what he does, though... Um, and by the way, Deepak Chopra, you can find... He's, like, prolific on YouTube. He's got loads of stuff. So if you're interested, go check him out. But um, what I found interesting about his view on abundance is he links... And the way he says abundance is amazing as well. In his voice. I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he links monetary abundance, financial abundance to natural abundance. And the fact that, you know, nature, it's not, unfortunately, it's not infinite. And we're being reminded of that very much every day. But in the term of our terminology of abundance, you will never be able to see it all. There's never, you're never going to be able to go out there and see every tree. There will, if you want to go and see a new tree every day, you could, mm -hmm. is my point. And... Um, 
that he aligns that with everything else if nature is like that then surely everything else we create is like that mm -hmm. we're so prolific as a species that there is an abundant source for you um and i think that's a really interesting take on it and you're right he does align spirituality and money nature and money in a very seamless way yeah but i think i think it's really stopping to see money as evil yeah exactly and i think that's common with a lot of people it's not i'm definitely not alone in having felt that or feeling like am i a bad person if i want to make money not yeah. even in a like conscious way but there's a feeling mm. right um and just taking away that emotional element of it and just seeing it as a an open source of things it kind of just eases the whole situation mm. and then instead of ruminating on these things about your identity and how good you are exactly. and what kind of person you are and all these things you can just start to think about what it is you want to put out. It's kind of like an exchange, mm -hmm. right? So if you're putting something out, you might get some money back. But if you're okay. not taking action and not putting anything out, then yeah. you're probably not going to get any money back. <laughs> I, no, exactly. I think it is, it is aligned to action, right? It's got to be to yeah. do with the amount of actions you're taking and doing. It doesn't mean you just do as much as possible all, all day, every day, because you'll probably burn out. But there's got to be a correlation between the amount of action you're taking and the I amount of success you breath get. Breath is a good thing to use as well. You know, you wouldn't think of abundance. Any like excuse a big... to crowbar breath in there. Breath is very important, guys. <laughs> but it's like a big inhale, you know, like when you go to nature, um, go to nature, nature's everywhere. <laughs> when you go to a really beautiful place and you can't see any buildings and you just look at the view and you take in that big breath of air and you let it out and mm. you're like, I feel so full. And good and i feel like that's what that abundant feeling is like it's just that oh yeah just connection so nice yeah, yeah. um to bring it back to theater <laughs> which is my other thing i like to you know this is my life <laughs> this is my life breath and theater <laughs> and it's the genre i keep to seeming to keep using as an example immersive theater, immersive theater. i knew it it's a great one. It's a, by the way, I love immersive theatre as well, I've got to mm. say. Immersive theatre, if you don't know, is theatre where there isn't a stage. The audience and the actors all mix up together. Probably the least, probably the, the furthest away type of theatre we are right now, unfortunately, in the current state. Yeah. Sadly. But it is amazing, yeah. And, and there's, it's quite a new genre of theatre and there's different um, ways of doing it. But anyway... Um, I read in a book, which is really brilliant, about immersive theatre. I think it's called Creating Worlds. Mm -hmm. And it's um, one of the things saying about finding that you not find that you don't want the audience to find the edges of the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. And when you find the edges, you, you know the it it drops. You, you remember true, that actually. you're in a show. Yeah, that's and all true. Of that. So when you're thinking of abundance, and in that way, in our world, in the real world, in the universe, we're never going to get to the edges. Mm. we're never going to so there's always going to be more to discover more to find so true more resources so there's a lot there we're never ever going to be able to get to the edge that is the but that's the idea of abundance mm -hmm. it's not infinite it's infinite for you because mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to find the edge mm -hmm. i like it well what a lovely way to summarize um and i gotta say that was really illuminating for me i think i've like my understanding of abundance has come on a hell of a lot in that last half hour thank you Oh, it's in, I haven't done anything. We're just pick, I'm picking it together. It's yeah, interesting. It is. Sometimes I wonder who this podcast is for. <laughs> <laughs> it's for, definitely for us. <laughs> I think. <laughs>
Um, no, but any any final thoughts on abundance? Um, that it just makes you feel good, and I I do think um, just to bring it back to that point about you know people who've had experiences or say well yeah. look I think I think that is something that is an interesting point to spend more time on. Yeah, but um, just I do think mindset can be helpful not because it is necessarily some mystical thing but because mindset affects your behavior and behavior affects actions which affects outcome so it all is they all affect each other i think that's a great point um i think that's a great way to summarize the only thing i would say to summarize is actually not really about abundance but it's um if anyone is listening that has like is tempted slightly to start a podcast i totally recommend it because like as much as we have conversations a lot, obviously, <laughs> there seems to be another level of depth you can access when you're doing a podcast because you just really have to listen to each other really intently and explore and explore a topic. So I, I'm a massive uh, fan of podcasting. I think, you know, just do it. Just start, well, start one and, and start exploring and discussing with people that you love and you care about. It's really fun. Yeah, I agree. I guess that's it for today then. Yay, have a good Sunday. Have a lovely week, everyone. And uh, yeah, see you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great week.